Hello, this is Yusra from newsroundly.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 10th of January. According to the Union Health Ministry, India recorded 1,79,723 new COVID-19 cases on Monday, taking the total tally of infections to 3.57 crore since the beginning of the pandemic in January 2020. The number of new cases are 12.58% higher than Sunday's count. The official death toll rose to 4.84 lakh with 146 deaths in the last 24 hours. From Sunday's tally of 3623 infections, India's count of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 increased to 4033. Cities and states that reported the most number of Omicron cases include Maharashtra 1216, Rajasthan 529, and Delhi 513. The country has administered over 150 crore doses of the COVID-19 vaccine since the vaccination drive began in January last year. India began administering the booster dose of the COVID-19 vaccine to healthcare and frontline workers and senior citizens with comorbidities from today. The precautionary dose would be given to people who received their second dose at least 9 months ago, ANI reported. The Sports Authority of India confirmed today that it has decided to close its 67 training centers due to the rising covid-19 cases in the country the official statement stated that the decision comes in the wake of directives issued by various states to suspend sporting activities for the safety of athletes the centers are expected to be reopened after reviewing the situation in due course of time it added according to a report in the hindu an australian judge today on monday reinstated tennis player novak djokovic's visa that had been terminated after his arrival in melbourne last week because he was unvaccinated the court ordered the release of the player from the detention facility he was held at within 30 minutes of the order djokovic had argued in court that he didn't need proof of vaccination because he had evidence of contracting the virus last month Medical authorities in Australia have ruled a temporary exemption for the vaccination rule to people who have been infected by the coronavirus within 6 months. According to live law, the Supreme Court agreed today on Monday to appoint a committee led by a retired judge to probe Prime Minister Narendra Modi's alleged security lapse on January 5th in Punjab. According to the court, the committee will also include the Director General of the National Investigation Agency, the Additional Director General of the Intelligence Bureau, and the Chandigarh Director General of Police. The bench stated that an order would be issued soon. The court also said that all other investigations into the case should be suspended. The court's decision comes 5 days after the Prime Minister's cavalcade was stuck on a flyover for 15 minutes last Wednesday while visiting Punjab. Earlier, the court had asked the center why its inquiry committee had issued a notice to a Punjab police officer despite the matter being pending before the court, reported Baran Bench. This was in context of the January 7th hearing wherein the court had directed that the investigations being carried out by committees set up by the union government and the Punjab government be put on hold until January 10th. The Punjab government told the Supreme Court that it did not expect justice from a central government committee looking into the alleged security breach, calling the security lapse a total intelligence failure. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta stated that the state government was protecting the allegedly involved police personnel and that the matter needed to be investigated. According to PTI, a group called Lawyers Voice had petitioned the Supreme Court for an investigation into the incident, in response to which the Supreme Court had ordered the Punjab and Haryana High Court to keep a track of Modi's travel records, taking aid from other security agencies involved. The Supreme Court consented on Monday to examine a case of alleged hate speech made during a Dharam Sansad or religious parliament held in Haridwar earlier in December, Live Law reported. 
Chief Justice of India N V Ramana told senior advocate Kapil Sibbal who had filed a plea in the Supreme Court seeking criminal action that the matter will be taken up. Pleading for the case to be heard immediately, Sibbal said, and I quote, "We are living in a different time where the country's slogans have shifted from Satyamev Jayate to Shastramev Jayate." Unquote. Ramana asked whether the case was under investigation. Sibbal replied that the preliminary information reports had been filed but that no arrests had been made so far. Without the intervention of your lordships no action will be taken he added Hindutva group members and seers urged Hindus to buy weapons to commit genocide against Muslims at the Dharam Sansad held in Uttarakhand's Haridwar city between December 17th and December 19th So far two FIRs have been filed in the matter According to NDTV the Karnataka government has filed a complaint against Congress leaders for allegedly violating COVID-19 norms during a march calling for the construction of a drinking water project The Karnataka government in response to the rising COVID-19 numbers had banned all rallies and protest marches till the 19th of January. In response to being issued a notice by the BJP regarding the violations, State Congress Chief DK Shivakumar called it a political tactic. The BJP accused Shivakumar of attending rallies despite having COVID-19 symptoms. The party on Sunday posted a video of him coughing and talking with Congress leaders without wearing a mask. According to NDTV, Shivakumar allegedly refused to take a coronavirus test upon a doctor seeking his sample as part of random testing. The Karnataka Congress led by Shivakumar and Siddaramaiah began a 10-day march on Sunday demanding the government to implement the Mekadatu project across the Kaveri River. According to the print, the project comprises building a reservoir in a deep gorge at the confluence of the Kaveri River and its tributary Arkavathi in the Ramnagara district. The project's goal is to provide drinking water to Bengaluru and the surrounding area while simultaneously generating 400 megawatts of electricity. The cost is expected to be around rupees 9000 crore. The Tamil Nadu government is opposed to the project alleging that it will obstruct the free flow of water into the state from the Kaveri River. On Monday, the complainant in a 2017 Kerala sexual assault case spoke out for the first time on social media about her journey from being a victim to a survivor. On February 17th, 2017, the complainant and actor was allegedly kidnapped and sexually abused inside her car for 2 hours. Dilip, a Malayalam actor, is one of the 10 accused in the case and is allegedly the prime instigator. The accused men reportedly filmed the assault in order to blackmail the woman. Dilip was arrested in July 2017 and spent 3 months in jail before being released on bail. The woman's social media post came a day after the Kerala police's crime branch filed a complaint against Dilip over allegations that he conspired to kill an investigating officer in the sexual assault case. The new case is based on an alleged audio tape in which Dilip is heard telling someone to, and I quote, "Wait to see how the five investigating officers are going to suffer." Unquote. The audio tape was shared by filmmaker Bala Chandra Kumar, who claimed to be Dilip's friend. Reporter TV, a Malayalam news station, aired the clip. Last week a Kochi trial court ordered the police to file a report based on Balachandra Kumar's claims by January 20th. Earlier this month the woman had written to Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan regarding the slow pace of the trial and the latest developments in the case. The Kerala government subsequently formed a new investigation committee to look into the recent events headed by Srijit, the additional director general of police. In December the Kerala government had filed a petition in the High Court seeking the removal of the judge overseeing the trial as it accused the conduct of the trial court in its plea as and i quote biased aggressive and politicized unquote however the petition was dismissed by both the high court and the supreme court speaking of sexual harassment in the recent bully bike case 
hundreds of Muslim women were auctioned in an online app in an attempt to intimidate, humiliate and silence vocal activists, journalists and public figures. There have been four arrests made so far in the case, of which one of the accused is a 21-year-old woman, Shweta Singh. But who is Shweta Singh? Read Diksha Munjal's profile of Shweta on newslaundry.com titled Bully Bai's Accused Shweta Singh is an introvert who loves Hinduism, according to her sisters. Another report from last week by Pratik Goel titled Bully Bai Campaign Exposes the Rift Between Trads and Raitas in Right-Wing Ecosystem delves into the ideological Hindutva gang war raging amidst a section of extremist Indian right-wing groups on social media. We are able to bring to you these reports because of the support of our subscribers who understand the value of paying to keep news free. If you like what we do, then join the tribe. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Lowest subscriptions begin as low as 300 rupees a month. On Monday, a Myanmar court sentenced civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi to four more years in prison after finding her guilty of illegally possessing walkie-talkies and violating COVID-19 regulations, Associated Press reported. Suu Kyi was sentenced to two years in prison last month for instigating dissent against the military. Suu Kyi has been under house arrest since the military takeover in February 2020, having been charged in scores of criminal cases. According to the Associated Press, If she is found guilty of all charges, she could face a sentence of more than 100 years in jail. General Zaw Tun, the military spokesperson of Myanmar, confirmed the sentences given to Suu Kyi on Monday, stating that she would remain under house arrest while other charges against her are resolved. Following gag orders served to her lawyers in October 2021, who were previously providing information on the proceedings, Suu Kyi's trials are close to the media, Associated Press reported. Myanmar military has invited international criticism in its dealing with Suu Kyi after taking control over the government. In February 2020, the army had staged a coup refusing to accept the elected government led by Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy, citing unsubstantiated allegations of fraud. It had also accused the government of failing to postpone the elections despite the outbreak of the coronavirus. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.